Once again, it's time to visit your favorite neighbor and mine, that kindly but crusty old broad, Betty Cupcake Crawford, broadcasting to you on the radio waves of your imagination. Good morning, everybody. It looks to be another fine day in Backwater Bay, though the days are getting shorter and the nights longer. Well, we have such a nice program for you today, including the exciting debut of Flaws and Disorders, our every-so-often segment focusing on Backwater Bay's earnest and never-ending search for community safety, justice, and well-being. Constable Aurelia Gold planned to be with us here in the studio in person today, but instead, through the miracle of modern technology, must join us by telephone from some dank, dreary office in the depths of our positively Dickensian County Courthouse, where she has been waiting and waiting and waiting for what feels like an eternity to get a change in her personal vehicle registration processed. As you might expect, she's afraid to leave now lest she lose her so-called place in line. Well, we've all been there, Aurelia, and can sympathize. We'll talk to you in a few. But first, let me say hi to Todd Glimmer, our announcer. I forgot to ask earlier, how was your weekend, Todd? It was great. How was yours? Good, but the big surprise was the turkey vultures. Turkey vultures? Yeah, I hadn't known too much about turkey vultures. Do you know about turkey vultures? I know a little bit. What do you know? I know if you've got something dead around, often a turkey vulture will come. Sort of like, if you kill it, they will come? Yes, yeah, something like that. Well, you can Someone else can kill it. Well, that's true, but here's the thing, Todd. Here's the thing. On Saturday night, Jules and I were out in the yard, and we looked up to see about... 14 turkey vultures soaring and circling overhead. And I have to tell you, it's a little unsettling. Got a little few bodies buried in the backyard? Well, that's exactly what we were afraid of. That the neighbors would think, what on earth, or who on earth, do Jules and Betty have buried? Or worse, just laying around dead out there. And why? Skeletons belong in the closet, Betty. Well, hearty har har har, Todd, but I have to say, being suspected of carnage is no joke. And to go from no turkey vultures being seen in the vicinity to 14 of them in one fell swoop? You can imagine we were both baffled and distraught. I don't know why you would say that. Well, because they're big. Their wing spread is the size of an average fifth grader. Oh my God, that's large. Well, they don't actually weigh as much as a fifth grader. More like a five-pound sack of flour, but their wingspan is between five and six feet. Nonetheless, I feel a responsibility to tell you that while they are big, they are not, in fact, menacing. They mostly eat carrion, and even though they like a few non-dead things like juniper berries, they're not going to eat your cats and babies. Here are a couple of other things you might find interesting. When they are soaring overhead, they're not necessarily looking for dead things, as Jules and I thought. Often, they are playing on the thermals, those, you know, sort of rising currents of warm air. They like to play. They're graceful. 
And yes, they can look intimidating when they roost in a tree and just stand there and spread their wings out, and they just stay there like that, looking huge. But in fact, they are just big, gentle, playful, social birds who enjoy roosting in groups. And here's the really important information about turkey vultures. It turns out that they are good neighbors. They are nature's vacuum cleaners, mopping up carrion and its associated bacteria, disease, and other forms of ick that can be part of decaying dead things that are just left out there in the open. Thus, they help stop the spread of disease in both animal and human societies, not to mention the fact that they just generally tidy things up. The one cautionary note I would like to sound about our friend the turkey vulture is this. When they are stressed, they vomit. As it so happens, their digestive juices are highly acidic, so they can safely process all that carrion and bacteria they eat and essentially neutralize all of the danger associated with it. So, when they vomit, it's going to be highly acidic. And while I'm sure we would all like to say, let a smile be our umbrella, in fact, when we are in the vicinity of a large roost of turkey vultures, it may be much wiser to carry an actual umbrella. Or at least consider working your hardest not to stress out those vultures. If you have a harp that is easily transported outdoors, you might play them some calming music. Jules and I do. For more information about turkey vultures, go to backwaterbay.com and visit the Gleanings page on our website. Backwater Bay. And now, introducing a new segment detailing our never-ending search for community safety, justice, and well-being in the town too smart to send practically everybody to prison. Flaws and disorders. These are the facts. The lingo I use will, in part, be authentic criminal justice system gibberish, occasionally translated into ordinary language by Backwater Bay's intrepid Constable Aurelia Gold. So, Aurelia, welcome. Thank you, Betty. Now tell us, what is the purpose of this cultural translation? Well, we're in a community made of ordinary folks. So why not just sound like ordinary folks? Well, I guess because I enjoy using insider jargon and lingo, so I sound more authoritative than I really am. We all do, Betty. It's a side effect from watching too many TV crime shows. But I like TV crime shows. So do I, but a lot of them are just sensational. That's why I like them. Yeah, I know. Well, I have to say I'm not necessarily persuaded. But I'll tell you what, I'll just start off telling the story, and if you need to translate, you just jump right in. Okay, okay. School had just started. It was shortly after midnight in late August. Responding to dispatchers reporting a... 406 outside Cary White High School. Excuse me. A 406 is code for breaking and entering, but we don't use that anymore. They do on TV. Betty, just tell the story. But I can't do that without my jargon. And I sympathize. I had to go cold turkey myself. Oh, come on. The story's not nearly as exciting without 
my use of professional lingo. It's also not accurate. Not accurate? Nope. Well, I am flummoxed, Aurelia. But I'll tell you, we want an accurate story, so I'm just going to ask you to go ahead and tell it. Okay, okay. It was around midnight when Mamie Hudson called me to report suspicious rustling in the bushes outside her house. Ooh, how suspicious. She thought a vicious gang of thugs were in hiding, planning to kill her after stealing her collection of Hummel figurines. Oh, Mamie always thinks it's somebody trying to steal her Hummel figurines. So what was it? Well, it turned out to be raccoons trying to get into her compost bin. Oh, brother. You know, this is not exactly the exciting story about a local desperado I'd planned to feature, Aurelia. Well, anyhow, Mamie lives across the street from the school. I'd just gotten back on my bike when somebody came running through the school parking lot. Okay, the perpetrator. Now we're cooking. And that's when the perp pulled the weapon on you, isn't it? He's a kid, Betty, not a perp. We'll call him Steve X. You know him, I know him, and he's a part of our community. But I have it on very good authority that he drew a weapon. An ice cream cone. A what? A drumstick type, packaged ice cream cone. The kind with chocolate and nuts on top? Exactly. And he hit you with it? No, he offered it to me. He was carrying a plastic bag filled with drumstick ice cream cones. It had to have been more serious than that. The prosecutor said, and I'm quoting from official documents, I am not making this stuff up, Aurelia. The prosecutor said, quote, After breaking and entering in an attempt to flee the scene of the crime with stolen goods, the perpetrator threatened the arresting officer with a sharp, potentially deadly weapon. He meant the tip of the cone. Well, now that's just silly. He thought Steve was going to stab you with the tip of an ice cream cone? You didn't think so, did you? I didn't think so. Still, the prosecutor said there were aggravating circumstances by which he must have meant threatening the arresting officer with a potentially deadly weapon. So I guess that must be why he wanted to charge Steve with a felony instead of a misdemeanor. Yeah, he sure did. Now you sound aggravated. Because I am. He wanted to send Steve to prison for 10 years. Well, that does sound extreme, I have to admit, but that kid is a handful, Aurelia. He's 14 years old. Do you remember when your kids were 14? As a matter of fact, I think I'd rather not remember that. Look, I talked with Steve. I talked with his mom, his friends, and the school folks. For sure, the kid's a live liar, but that's not a crime. He stole the ice cream because his mom couldn't afford to give him the money to buy it. Turns out he wanted to buy the ice cream for his friends. They'd been treating him, and he wanted to treat them back. But anyway, it's still not okay to break in and steal, right? Right. So, instead of prison, Steve has to earn money mowing lawns so he can pay back the school for the broken window, the ice cream cones, and the extra janitor duty. All well and good, but is it really sufficient? Well, Betty, for the next eight weeks, Steve's also going to do community service without pay. Like what? Picking up roadside trash? Nope. Ray Ramirez, over at the Dip and Sip Ice Cream and Soda Shop, wants Steve to staff their youth program. 
Dip and Sip doesn't have a youth program. They do now. It's called We All Scream for Ice Cream. How good is that? <laughs> Ray decided that poor kids should get treats. So kids who qualify for free school lunches will get so many tickets for a free ice cream. Steve's going to distribute the tickets, serve up cones, and do other chores. Ray Ramirez is a great guy. But what I'm really dying to know is what the prosecutor thinks about all of this. Ray told him about the new program, and Steve gave him a free maple walnut ice cream cone. Can you imagine how far a free maple walnut ice cream cone can go? Clearly much further than I thought. So tell me, Aurelia, in this instance, do you believe that justice was done? What is justice, Betty? Uh, In this case, Steve apologizes and and he repairs the harm he did. He learns something new and does something productive. The school gets compensated. Poor kids like Steve have a new program. Ray Ramirez is excited about it. And one teenager doesn't go to prison. This time, everybody wins. That's certainly an unusual idea about justice. Well, look, Betty, it's been good, but I gotta run. Thanks, Aurelia. For those of you just tuning in, that was Constable Aurelia Gold phoning in from the bowels of the county courthouse for the first installment of Flaws and Disorders in Backwater Bay. Well, the old clock on the wall says it's time to say so long for today. But I'm glad you dropped by and hope you'll tune in again. Remember, Backwater Bay is the place where when hard times come, the lifeboat's big enough for us all. This is Betty Cupcake Crawford saying I hope you have a good day, dear ones. And if you do, I will too.